0: Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Day. Every
1: song that I sing, I'll sing to you. And I hope I can bring you a smile or two.
0: Dennis Day is brought to you by Palmolive Soap and Palmolive Shave Creams. Palmolly Soap, your beauty hope, and Palmolly Shave Creams for a smoother, more comfortable way to shave. (laughs) The Dennis Day Show, with Barbara Eiler, B. Benadera, Dink Trout, Charles Dant in the orchestra, and yours truly, Vern Smith, is written by Frank Galen and stars our popular young singer in A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. Here's Dennis to sing, I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm. The snow
1: is snowing, the wind is blowing, but I can weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. Just watch those icicles
2: fall
1: What do I care if icicles fall? I've got my love to keep me warm Off with my overcoat, off with my gloves. I need no overcoat I'm burning with love.
0: men out of every four get more comfortable, actually smoother shaves the Palmolive Brushless Shave Cream Way. Yes, three men out of every four get more comfortable, actually smoother shaves the Palmolive Brushless Shave Cream Way. This is not just a promise, not just a claim. 1,297 men tried the new different Palmolive Brushless Way to Shave and no matter how they shaved before, 79%, 75% got less razor pull. 69%, closer shaves. 82%, Smoother-feeling skin. And three men out of every four got more comfortable, actually smoother shaves. But you be the judge. Try the new Palmolive Brushless Way to Shave. Just do this. Wash your face with soap and water. Rinse. Soap your face thoroughly again and apply Palmolive Brushless Shave Cream, smoothing it upward into your beard to get the full benefit of Palmolive Brushless Shave Cream's beard conditioning effect. Then shave. That's all. But remember, Palmolive Brushless Shave Cream offers you proof that three men out of every four get more comfortable, actually smoother shaves the Palmolive Brushless Shave Cream way. Well, tonight our friend Mrs. Anderson is giving a formal dinner party and her guests are to be the very cream of Weaverville's socially elite. And now get ready for a shock. Among those in attendance will be our young hero, Dennis Day. It seems that with several husbands out of town, the party lacked men. So Mrs. Anderson invited Dennis, hoping her guests wouldn't notice a difference. We find him now being suitably garbed for the occasion as he tries on Mr. Anderson's old tuxedo.
3: Gee, I don't know, Mr. Anderson. Does it really fit all right? Oh, it's a dream, my boy.
4: <laughs> oh, does it... Uh... Uh, just look at those beautiful square shoulders. Hang her out. Oh.
3: I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Gosh, I don't think I can wear it, Mr. Anderson. It's awfully tight, and besides, it's all green. Well, what of it? Well, I feel like a pimento in an olive.
4: Nonsense. It isn't tight at all. Maybe a trifle snug here and there, but there's certainly no reason to... Dennis, didn't I warn you? There you go, breathing again. I can't help it. I feel I ought to every once in a while.
2: Well, can't you just
4: breathe in? Yes, sir. Now, here. Try on the trousers. Gosh, aren't they a little short for me? Oh, don't worry about that. We'll tell him it's the latest thing. Formal pedal pushers. Yeah, maybe so.
3: Of course, we'll have to get those pink spots off somehow. I doubt if we can. Those are me showing through the moth holes. <laughs>
2: Well,
4: after all, you can't expect it to look like it did when I first wore it, Dennis. You know what happened to me in this tuxedo? No, what? I was married in it.
3: I knew it couldn't be anything good.
4: <laughs> Ever since, I've referred to it as my straight jacket with lapels. In a joking way, of course. Well, I'd better be going. I still have to set the table and get my roast ducks in the oven.
2: Oh, hi, Daddy.
5: Dennis.
4: Oh, hi, Mildred. Uh, hello, Mildred. I'll, I'll see you kids later.
3: Okay.
5: Oh, golly, Dennis, I was so happy when Mother told me she'd invited you to the dinner party. It shows that deep down inside her, there's something very...
3: Sp- Fighting into a worm and finding an apple.
2: <laughs> oh, Dennis.
3: But gee, I'm happy she invited me, too. You know whose name I saw on the guest list? John Van Rensselaer, who owns the big department store downtown. At last, I'll have a chance to talk to him.
5: You mean about a job?
3: Sure, I've been trying to see him for months, only I can never get past the secretary. Mm-hmm.
5: Golly, maybe you can talk Mr. Van Ransselaer into giving you a job, Dennis. Especially when he sees tonight how socially acceptable you are.
3: And I will be, too, Mildred. I'm going to get right into the spirit of your mother's party. As soon as we start the kissing games, I'm going to grab every woman there. Oh,
5: Dennis, no. Huh? We're not going to have any kissing games.
3: This is a party?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Certainly, but not that kind. This will be very dignified.
3: Donkey and Ollie Ollie Oxenfree?
5: Look, Dennis, these people just aren't the type who play games or enjoy card tricks or jokes. Now, do you understand?
3: Yeah, well, I guess we all have to go sometime.
2: <laughs> just
5: be on your best behavior, that's
3: all. Oh, sure, but I don't see why your mother has to invite all these stuffed shirts when. Ooh.
5: So, Mr. Day. My
3: guests are stuffed shirts, are they? Oh, no, Mrs. Anderson, I didn't... I suppose you think I'm a stuffed shirt, too. Oh, that's ridiculous. If you're anything, you're a stuffed dress, and I... What? Oh, no, no. I mean, you're as fine a piece of stuffing as I've ever...
2: Never mind. I have too
3: much on my mind now to argue with you. Mildred,
6: uh, hand me that guest list, and I'll figure out the seating arrangements. Here, Mother. Now, then. Mr. Van Rensselaer on my left, of course. Next to him, Mrs. Carter... Then there's the Wilsons, the Manhoffs, Mrs... Oh, good heavens! Mother, what is it? I just noticed. There's going to be 17 of us. I've invited 17 people, and I only have service for 16. Oh, Mother. One of the guests would have no knife, fork, spoon, or plate.
3: She sounds like a pretty sloppy way to eat a duck.
6: <laughs> no one's going to attempt it. And I can't duplicate my Wedgwood pattern anywhere in town. Well, I'm afraid there's only one thing to do, Mildred. Cancel an invitation. Huh? We'll simply have to make our excuses to one of the guests. Who?
1: Who
2: else? (laughs) Yes.
6: It's too bad, Dennis, but you can see my problem. I can't let anything interfere with the success of this dinner. I'm sorry.
5: Oh, golly, Dennis, this is awful. This was your one chance to see Mr. Van Ransselaer. Your whole future may depend on
3: it. I know. Oh, gosh, I just got to get to that dinner somehow. Mildred, is there any possibility one of the other guests won't show up?
5: Oh, not a chance. They wouldn't miss a social event like this for... Dennis. Huh? Mrs. Miller.
3: The woman who always has to get a babysitter when she goes out?
5: Yes. If she couldn't get a sitter tonight... Or
3: if the one the agency sent over was so bad she was afraid to trust her baby with him. Perfect.
5: I'll call the agency and cancel the sitter she's ordered, and you rush right over to her house. Only don't forget... You've got to convince her you're the biggest dope on earth.
3: Oh, don't worry, Mildred. I can do it if I put my mind to it.
7: Yes? Uh, hello? (laughs) Well, here I am with my diapers and SMA milk. I'm the babysitter from uh, the Wendell Agency.
6: The babysitter? But they told me you were going to be a girl.
7: Oh, gosh, no, ma'am. I don't think I could ever make it.
6: But, but I mean, well, you just don't look like a babysitter.
7: Why, shucks, ma'am. I've been sitting on them for years.
2: You,
6: you sit on them?
7: Oh, sure. That way I know where they are every minute. But isn't it dangerous? Oh, I don't know. I ain't never been bit yet.
6: certainly not going to sit on my boy.
7: No, huh? Why not?
6: Why not indeed? You're liable to hurt him.
7: Well, if the kids are weakling, now's the time to find it out,
6: <laughs> Good heavens,
7: you're a monster. Oh, shucks. Thank you, ma'am, but let's not start any romance we can't finish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes.
8: Oh, this
6: is incredible. Isn't there
7: another sitter at the agency? Nope. I'm the only one.
6: Well, if that's the case, I'm going to cancel my appointment for the evening and stay home.
7: That's the way to talk. I like your stuff, babe. <laughs>
6: and as for you, <laughs> as for you, if I ever catch you around here again, I'll, I'll take a broom to you. Do you understand?
7: Yep, but be careful to aim high, ma'am. I'm a babysitter, and I wouldn't want you to damage my place of business. <laughs>
5: You're wonderful
3: Oh, Mildred, you're right She'll phone your mother She'll phone your mother any minute And to say that she can't come to the party And then I'll be invited again Boy, now we're all set for Mr. Van Renssel
4: Hello, children uh, Mother around Mildred I have some news for her
5: Oh, news, Daddy?
4: Yes, Miss Miller just phoned And said that she wouldn't be able to make our dinner tonight Oh, gosh, isn't that too bad? Oh, no, it, it, it's okay I called Ruth Baker and invited her in her place Boy, they. What'd you say?
3: What'd you say? Oy vey, it's from the Gaelic. It means, have I got Zuras.
5: <laughs> I'm afraid oh, I... Daddy, it was Dennis who got Mrs. Miller to stay home so he could come to the party. You see, Mother only has 16 plates, and now we have 17 guests again.
4: Oh, my pulsing sacroiliac.
5: <laughs> well, say,
4: Dennis, if you were so successful with Mrs. Miller, maybe you could get some other
3: guests to stay home.
5: Yes, what about that stuffy old Mrs. Carter? Nobody really likes her anyway.
3: Yeah. Yeah, why not? Give me the phone. Operator, I want Mrs. Carter on Oak Drive, please.
5: But, Dennis, what are you going to tell her?
3: Oh, don't worry. I got the perfect story. I'll tell her your mother's in jail for smuggling Chinamen.
5: (laughs) Dennis, you can't say that. A murder rap? Of course not, Dennis.
3: Hello? Is Mrs. Carter in? Oh, I see. The Dr. Barry, huh? No, 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 no message. Thank you. Goodbye. She's out shopping now, and then she's got an appointment with Dr. Barry. Oh, the psychiatrist downtown. I heard she was going to one. Yeah. Let's see. This Dr. Barry is in the Taft building, isn't he? Yes, but why? Well, suppose I could get the psychiatrist out of his office on some pretext or other, and then psychoanalyze Mrs. Carter myself and tell her... Ooh, what an idea. (laughs) Ooh, am I a dirty sneak? (laughs) Ooh! Where's my hat? Dr. Barry, Dr. Barry! Yes? Uh, you got to come you... right away. It's awful. It's terrible. Please, my poor brother. you got to save him. you got to come... Wait a
9: minute. Wait a minute. Calm down, young man. What about your brother?
3: Sometimes he thinks he's a cock spaniel and chews up the rug. And sometimes he thinks he's a lamb chop and sits on the dining room table with paper pants on.
9: What? Yeah.
3: We have a feeling he may not be right in the head.
9: Good heavens, I agree. But tell me, what's he up to today?
3: He thinks he's a beaver. He's in the bathtub trying to build a dam with his tail. <laughs>
2: By
9: George. This is the most advanced case of schizophrenia I've ever encountered.
3: Yeah, ain't it abuse? But you've got to hurry, Doc. There isn't a moment to lose. Wait,
9: wait, not so fast. Uh, I uh, must know some of the background of the case.
3: The background?
9: Yes. Uh, tell me about your brother's childhood.
3: Well, most of it took place when he was very young.
9: I don't mean that. Uh, what type of parents did you have?
3: One male and one female. <laughs>
2: No, no, I, I mean... Uh... Oh, please,
9: Doc, we're wasting time. You've got to go see my brother right away. A young man, I have an appointment here in a very few minutes. I can't just leave the office like that. I... Oh,
3: I'll stay here and explain to your patient. Please, Doc, my brother may think he's alive now and be eating up my poor mother and father.
9: Well, uh, what's the address?
3: By uh, at 165
9: Oak Street. 165 Oak... Why, that's on my corner, and it's an empty lot.
3: See that? He's eating the house. <laughs> What? Oh, no, no. I mean, it's the, the 365 Oak Street. Doctor, go on. Hurry, hurry. All
9: right. Stop pushing me. I'm going.
3: Good. Here's your hat.
9: Hurry now, will you? I'm going. I'm going. Only you stay here. When I get back, I want to take a look at you. Boy, I get rid of him.
3: Now for Mrs. Carter. Where's that white coat of the docks? Oh, here we are. Gosh, I sure hope that must come. Wow. I just got the doc out the back door in time. Come in.
8: Hello, Dr. Barry. Oh, but you're not Dr. Barry, are you? Uh... Oh, of course. You're that foreign colleague I've heard him speak of so often. Uh, Dr. Fleurot, isn't it?
3: Uh, oui, oui, madame. You see. Oh, I just... no, no, no.
8: No, that wasn't it. Dr. Fleurovich. Now I have it, haven't I?
7: Da, babushka.
8: <laughs> of course, Dr. Heinrich Wilhelm von Fleurovich of Vienna.
7: Ach, jawohl, mein Herr.
8: I'm glad I finally got it straightened out.
7: Yeah, me too. We was on quite a trip there.
2: <laughs>
8: well, this is quite an honor, Doctor. I was hoping that someday you'd analyze me. Oh,
3: good, good, good. We go right ahead now with the analysis.
8: Splendid.
3: Now, first, you lie down on the couch. That's right. Now we must get nice and comfortable. So, completely relaxed. Ah, yeah, fine. Good.
8: May I ask a question, doctor?
3: Hmm? What?
8: Shouldn't I be lying on the couch?
3: That's the way Dr. Parry does it? Why, yes. A quack. <laughs> In Vienna, we got the new system. The doctor lies on the couch, and while the patient talks, the doctor turns from side to side. We call it the Vienna Rolls. <laughs>
2: Don't say. Ah,
3: yeah, sure. Now then, uh, what seems to be the trouble mit uh, mein little Lieber? You know, mit, uh, mit der, der head, der, there. Doctor, it's these terrible
8: dreams. I keep dreaming of hippopotami.
3: Is that a fact, hippopotami? Uh, that's more than one hippopotamus, no?
8: <laughs> yes, and I dream of them every night. Ha,
3: ha! Tell me, mein Herr, do you only have these dreams when you're asleep?
8: Why, <laughs> uh, yes.
3: I thought so. Nothing to it. You got what is known to us psychos as a Swedish complex.
8: A Swedish complex?
3: Yeah. Subconsciously, you hate someone with a Swedish name. Maybe like a Larson or Olsen or maybe Anderson.
8: Why, doctor, how do you know? Simple.
3: Ever been to Sweden? Not a hippopotamus in the whole place.
8: (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. As a matter of fact, I do know an Anderson. A Clara Anderson. I'm going to a party at her house tonight.
3: Ach, don't go near her. No? No, you see, subconsciously, you hate the woman. The thought of her gives you these very bad dreams.
8: Well, who would ever have thought of that? Me. (laughs) Well, now that you mention it, she is sort of a loudmouth. Oh, yeah. Come to think of it, I never did like her. Oh, I feel better already. I'll call her and say I won't be there tonight. Oh, Doctor, you've straightened out my psychosis.
3: (laughs) Well, uh, wear it in good health. (laughs) Wouldn't like we say in Austria, Arrivederci, mein cherie.
4: <laughs> oh, hello, Dennis. Hi, Mr. Anderson. Well, I'm back. Well, don't take your hat off. You're going out again. Huh? Remember how all this trouble started because we had just 16 plates? Yeah. Well, when I went in to set the table a few minutes ago two of them fell from the top shelf of the cabinet onto the kitchen floor. And smashed? How did you know?
3: I majored in physics. Well, you're
4: right. I'm sorry, son. I guess I've killed your last chance to join us at dinner. Hey, wait a minute. Huh?
3: Why give up? Why should it be any harder to get rid of two people than one? What? But how? Who? The Wilsons. They may not know it, but they're on the verge of the biggest fight they ever had in their married lives. But are you sure that that'll keep them from coming? They're always having fights. There, skirmishes.
4: This
7: means war.
3: Hello, Mr. Wilson. Oh,
9: hello, Dennis. What are you Dad, doing? Here?
5: Didn't you hear that doorbell? Answer the door. I
9: did answer the door, you dope.
5: Well, who is it? My mother?
9: No. Why would your mother be at the door when she can fly right in through the window? <laughs>
6: Oh, hello, Dennis. We were just dressing for the party over at your place.
9: Yeah,
3: you sure look sharp, Mrs. Wilson. I'll take you over the redhead any day. Uh, Redhead?
6: What redhead?
3: Oh, you know, the one your husband was having lunch with the other... Uh Uh-oh. Did I say something I shouldn't have?
8: What redhead was my husband having lunch with? He's crazy. I want to
5: know what redhead.
3: Oh, let's not be hasty, Mrs. Wilson. I didn't get a very close look. And maybe he wasn't having lunch with a girl at all. Maybe it was a redheaded man in a strapless gown.
2: (laughs) Listen here,
9: Tony.
3: Even if it was a girl, Mrs. Wilson, she was very young. She kept calling him Daddy.
9: Oh, she did. Honey, are you going to believe him or me? Him. But you can't believe him, Florence. He's making it up. He didn't see me with any red hair. Oh,
2: yes, he did.
9: How could he? Why, we were in Hopestown, town 50 miles from here.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs> now, what do you know? I struck oil. Oh. <laughs>
5: Sam Wilson, I thought so. Now, Florence,
3: wait. Florence, put down that chair. I
5: certainly will.
3: Oh! Gee, what a place to put it.
6: Can't understand it. First Mrs. Miller, then Mrs. Carter, and now the Wilsons.
3: Well, it's just as well they all decided to stay away, Mrs. Anderson, because now we have just the right number of plates for the rest of us. Can I help you put them on the table? Huh? Certainly not.
6: After what my husband did, no one touches these dishes but myself.
3: Yeah, he was kind of careless.
6: He's always breaking dishes. He doesn't know how to hold them properly. Dishes should be held like this. And this is the way my silly husband
3: holds them. You... Mm. Works every time, doesn't
2: it? Dennis,
1: one of the dishes.
3: Yeah, mine again. Okay, I give up. Have a nice party, Mrs. Anderson.
4: Dennis, did I just hear... Yeah,
3: another dish, Mr. Anderson. I guess I just wasn't meant to go to that dinner tonight. Oh, and it's really
4: my fault, too. By George, I don't know why you're so anxious to be at that dinner, but you're going
3: to be. I'm going to see to it personally. Really? Oh, bless you, Mr. Anderson. You're the nicest, grandest, finest, sweetest, most wonderful man in the world.
4: Oh, nonsense. I'm just somewhere in between that opinion and poopsies.
3: You mean you actually did it, Mr. Anderson? You actually got rid of one of the guests? Sure. Didn't I tell you I'd fix everything? Boy, oh, boy. How'd you work it? How'd you work it? Oh,
4: just gave him a simple excuse. I told him our house had burned to the ground, and we now felt that our living room might be a little too drafty to hold a party. Wow. Now I'm going to be there after all. You sure are. But, say, you've never told me why you're so anxious to be at this dinner in the first place.
3: To meet John Van Rensselaer. This party's going to mean my
4: whole future. John
3: Van Rensselaer? Sure, he's the one I've been... Mr. Anderson, why are you looking like that? What's the... Oh, no. No.
4: Yes, he's the guy I just got rid of. Herbert Anderson.
3: You. You. No,
4: Dennis. You. Wait, not with the fire tongs. Cookies. Hey!
0: Ladies, regardless of age, skin type, or previous beauty care, doctors prove you too may win a lovelier complexion with palm olive soap. But to win this
6: lovelier complexion, the kind men admire and women envy, you must stop improper cleansing. Instead, use palm olive soap the way doctors advise.
0: Remember, 36 doctors, leading skin specialists, advised 1,285 women, many with complexion problems, to use palm olive this way. Some have dry skin, some oily, some coarse-looking. Using palm olive soap alone, two out of three one lovelier complexions. Now, here's what the doctors advise.
6: Wash your face with palm olive soap. Massaging for one minute with palm olive soft lather. This cleansing massage brings your skin palm olive's full beautifying effect. Rinse. Do this three times a day for 14 days.
0: It's that simple. But doctors have proved this way, using nothing but palm olive, really works. So forget other beauty care. Use palm olive soap alone for a lovelier complexion.
6: For loveliness all over, use big, thrifty bath sized palm olive in your tub or shower.
0: With the music of Charles Dant and his orchestra, here's Dennis to sing his brand new RCA Victor recording of Tarara Tarlara Tala a with
1: a star. Pusha by baby, when shadows creep.
0: Next week, tune in to another Dennis Day Show brought to you by Palm Olive Soap, your beauty hope, and Palm Olive Shave Creams for a smoother, more comfortable way to shave. <laughs> Show him how much lovelier your hair can look after a luster cream shampoo. Only luster cream brings you Kate Dumit's magic blend. Glamorizes your hair as you wash it. Yes, tonight, you can
1: be a dream girl, dream girl, beautiful luster cream girl. You owe your crowning glory to a luster cream.
0: Again next week for Colgate's Hour of Fun, Judy Canova followed by Dennis Day.
2: And for another great
0: comedy program, hear Blondie next Wednesday evening over your favorite NBC station. This is Vern Smith speaking. Tonight.
7: This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.